Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill, and I am your host. In today's quote is, freedom is oxygen for the soul by Moshe Dion. And our guest today, I'm so excited to introduce you to Pete Moore. Pete understands business. And as a lifelong multrepreneur, he has owned and operated businesses in the service sector, as well as retail since 1994. He is, he's owned franchises, started his own businesses, and bought and sold some along the way as well. His passion is helping other business owners and leaders cut through the frustration and chaos of running their businesses by providing systems and frameworks that simplify their life as a leader. Oh boy, do I love this. So let's just bring you on and dive right in. Pete, hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me here today, Heather. Oh, we are going to have so much fun. I absolutely <laughs> love, love, love this topic. But before we get into like the nitty gritty of it, is there anything that you'd like to share about your, the, your background, anything that got you to where you are today? Well, it's been a few decades. <laughs> How much time do we have? Yeah, on like, the podcast? No, when I was seven. No, no, we don't have to go back that far, Pete. No, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> well, you know, um, I was doing stuff when I was seven, and I was, I was, you know, doing all those things like you do when you start off. At, or a lot of entrepreneurs have done having that sort of entrepreneurial nature of of growing through all of that stuff and then you know having you know small businesses through university and things like that and really i've only ever worked for somebody heather for about six months of my life uh you know outside of part-time jobs but on a full-time basis uh for about six uh, six months of my life and it was for my dad's best friend his name was peter as well and who i'm named after and really liked peter's business and loved peter and all that sort of stuff but i realized at that time it just wasn't for me and creating my own way and being an entrepreneur uh, has been my life. And, you know, there's been a lot of lessons learned and a lot of mistakes made, which I call lessons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and there's been a lot of ups on, on it as well. And I think, you know, we can talk about some of those along our conversation here today, Heather. Oh, definitely. You know, I, I'm, I'm definitely an entrepreneurial spirit. I just didn't I didn't know it. I didn't understand because I, I, I didn't grow up with other entrepreneurs around me, uh, but I love the freedom and all of my entrepreneurial listeners are probably chomping at the bit here. So you have run and still run multiple businesses at the same time. Yeah. Um, now, some of us might be thinking, well, how the heck does he do that? Because, you know, it's very time consuming to do one. So what's your secret? Well, um, you know, I didn't start them all at the same time. Okay. So that would be, that would be incredibly frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> but along the way, I've always done stuff. I mean, we've come through a, we've come through a time that has been very difficult here through all the COVID uh, side of things and 18 months of sort of a lot of pain. And in order for me to reduce not only that kind of risk, but other risks along the way, I've always 
tried to have different businesses that may do well at different, I'll call them seasons. And so that you can spread the risk out uh, of owning a business because owning a business is risky. And that's why so many people don't do it. Uh, but from that perspective, I've always liked to spread that out. Now, pretty much all have always had at least two businesses on the go. How do we, how do you do it? Well, you do it through setting up the right systems and frameworks. And, you know, one of my coaches along the way, uh, Joel Weldon, gave me this sort of framework. And the word system saves you stress, time, energy, and money. And I love that acronym around the word system. And from that, you know, putting in these processes, and we can talk about you know, turning some of those frustrations into some of the freedoms here today on our talk around the my 4P model. And from that perspective, that's basically how you're doing it. You're setting up the proper frameworks, not just letting things run willy-nilly so that it's actually going to run as a turnkey business. And when you have a turnkey business, it basically means essentially it runs itself. Um, yes, do you have to be involved? Absolutely. Are you there for major decisions? Most definitely. You know, but for the most part, the operations and the sort of day to day and the running are able to run itself. And that's when you can really start to enjoy some real freedom with your business. Because as business owners, we don't get in business to work 70 hours a week. We don't get in business. Like when we're starting a business, we're, we're not thinking of the grind and the, and the work and the effort and all of the stuff that you have to do. And by the way, you still have to do that stuff starting a business. You have you have to put in your time. You have to work through some of these processes and different things in order to make make things right. But you're not thinking about that as much as you're thinking about the lifestyle that you want to live in being an entrepreneur. And that's the freedom that we talk about. And in order to get there, you need to set a few things up. And if you if you don't, you're never going to get there. And it's just a frustration. You know, it's just that. Oh, it just drives you down and, and gives you sort of these frustrating feelings continuously. And you, you begin to start to think about, oh, why did I ever get in business? Or what did I do? And all this other stuff, instead of feeling like, wow, I love being in business. I love my life. And I love the people that I work with and for and who are on my team and all that other stuff. And that's when there's some real fun, you know, another F word. We're talking a lot about Fs and freedom and, <laughs> and frustration, but um, it's good to have some fun when you're an entrepreneur. Oh, I, I am a, a fan of fun. So <laughs> let's get right to the, the heart of it. How yeah. can we use this 4P model that you have to help move some of our listeners from frustration to freedom and, and a little dash of fun in there too? Yeah. I mean, I think it all starts with the first one and the first one's product and whether you sell, I mean, product or service, but a service starts with an S, not a P. So we'll just use the word product. <laughs> okay. uh, and, and so from that perspective, without the right product, you don't have a business. And so many people will go in, they'll start and they'll, they'll say, you know what, I, I love bike riding. So I'm going to start a bike shop. And they, they haven't really given it a lot of thought around those kind of things, but, or tested any of the product. I mean, there are so many ways to test whether your product is even, or service is even viable. So you need to go in and without, without 
sales, you have no business, you have no cash flow. You know, most businesses fail because they don't have cash flow. So it's really enabling this product and, you know, let the products that are going to fail, fail quickly and take the ones that are doing well and make them even better. I mean, there's a whole structure and there's frameworks and systems around product, but and we don't have a whole lot of time today, but really it starts with this product. And if your product isn't right, you don't have any business and you can't have the other ones that layer on top of that. So really knowing what that's going to be, will people pay for it, makes this either a business or a hobby. And I think a lot of people that start off in particular businesses, they're starting off hobby-based as opposed to really saying, can this be a viable business? And that's what separates sort of the hobbyist, in my opinion, from a, a true entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree. And I, I don't think they necessarily thought of it that way, but you, from the get-go, even though I'm a big fan of passion, you have to have a viable business for it to have freedom. Right. So yeah. yeah, let's, let's keep going because this is good so far. So let's see yeah. what the next P is. Another, another P that's the fifth one, passion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you need to I have always it. jump to the end. Don't you I? need to have it right. <laughs> yeah. So the second one is process, you know, Processes are so important and so undervalued, especially in early startup and even in sort of middle businesses where the entrepreneur themselves has really got everything in their head. The leader of the business has got everything in their head and they're like, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all there and the business is going okay, but it gets stopped at a certain level because there aren't processes in place to allow that uh, leader to take the next step and to allow other people on their team to take their next steps so that then they can grow the business and build the business around the processes that you've created. So processes aren't things, you know, even think of just a uh, employee manual. What happens when an employee gets an employee manual? They usually you know, sign off on it and they throw it in the back of their car and it collects dusk in their trunk or whatever the case is. You know, how are you bringing up those processes in your weekly meetings? Or are you even having weekly meetings or different meetings? I mean, there are so many processes around a business, which ones are working and which ones aren't. And again, kill the ones that aren't, let them be and move on to the ones that you need to work through so that it's going to make your business even better. When, you know, there's not enough time spent from leadership on the proper processes in their business. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the things that almost always goes back to, it's like, why did this happen? Well, it happened because the process wasn't right. And if you're always asking those questions, whenever anything fails, why did this happen? You're going to go back to a few of these things, product, the product wasn't right. The process wasn't right. Or the third one, the people weren't right. Yeah, wait, wait. I, this is going to be big. I know that that we want to dive into the people, but I want to go to process for a moment. Yeah. You said something that I think is really important, and it has to do with knowing which ones to let go of and focusing on the ones that really work. You know, and and I guess it's that that um, you know the manual that has four hundred and twelve things in it that you have to follow, and and nobody's doing anything because there's just so much there, half of which doesn't work. Um, so that letting go element, sometimes for leaders and entrepreneurs, because maybe they created it, uh, can be a little bit challenging. But I, I didn't want to let that slide because I think it's really important. Yeah, I agree. You know, 
even setting up a process to find the processes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the automation? Now, What's your search, search functionality? Because, you know, um, we own some shoe stores. So let's say uh, somebody comes in and it's just one of those funky transactions uh, that we don't do very often. Um, and, you know, something that's out of the norm. You still have to be able to search and find that so that whoever's, you know, doing that transaction can be guided through that with relative ease. And like I said, if if it's in some book on the back shelf collecting dust, so part of the process of that is actually setting up automations and systems that are going to allow people to find what they need when they need it so that they can move their transaction through. And anytime you look at that sort of stuff, I mean, that's a big piece of, of the kind of coaching that we do with simplifying entrepreneurship. And we rolling through all of these frameworks, essentially, you're setting up these frameworks to start thinking about these different things, because a lot of the stuff, if you're doing something more than three times the same way, it needs to have a process in place. And that, you know, so that it's 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 easy to follow and easy to flow for anybody else as you elevate and delegate that person. So you're you're basically delegating that to somebody else. They need to know how to do it. And if they don't know how to do it properly, or if that process isn't set up right, it needs to be tweaked, you know. And then when that's no longer a process that's of any value to anybody and isn't used, it needs to be moved out so that it opens up the opportunity and the clarity for everybody else around to, to get what they need to get when they need it. And that's the big piece of process. It's got to happen in that sort of order around you need, it needs to be available when it's needed and it doesn't need to be available when it's not. Mm, very, very important. And the automation aspect of it enables us to, to release the, the, the things that we don't need to be spending time on so we can focus on, on what we do. So that, which leads sure. us to the people, right? Mm, so, yeah. so that's the next P. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a biggie. Yeah, it <laughs> <I know>. is. <laughs> and it's one that causes mm. some of the biggest frustration. Sure does. Right. Yeah. And so I, I often, you know, I've got little things up on Instagram or on LinkedIn or whatever case, little, I do little comics and stuff. And one of them's really so, uh, the entrepreneur is sitting in their bed at night and, you know, wide awake at two 30 in the morning. And it says, you know, our, our, the biggest reason why you're awake right now is the people, right. Mm-hmm. And from that perspective, I, I categorize people into three sort of sections. Uh, one is your clients. Mm-hmm. Are you actually working with your ideal client? And who is your ideal client? And are they providing you with what you need in order to run a successful business? And if they aren't, then we need to look, you know, adjust that and set that up and work through some processes of who is your ideal client and working through some of that sort of stuff and how are we going to find them? So the next one is your team. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could put team first because in a lot of cases, team is first Uh, in my business. It is. But if you don't have clients, you don't have a team. So that's the other way to look at the whole product process people thing. Uh, So from from the team perspective, what are your team tools? How are you bringing in the right people? How are you putting the right butts in the right seats of your organization and holding them accountable so that they're actually going to deliver the promise that you've made to your client? Mm-hmm. And a lot of entrepreneurs fail at the accountability part. Yeah. 
So what are the accountability processes that you're putting in place to ensure that each of those people on, um, I like the idea of having an accountability chart as opposed to an organizational chart, Mm -hmm. but and all of all of the people on the accountability chart are actually being held accountable to do what they've promised to do for the paycheck that you're giving them. And that's all part of an accountability culture within your business. And creating that accountability culture starts at the top. It starts with the leader and it starts with that person. So if you're going to have a turnkey business and you're going to have a business with low frustration and high freedom, you need to have people that are actually going to do what they say they're going to do in your system. Right. And you have to allow them to do it. You have sure. to release control and have an mm-hmm. accountability system in yeah. place to empower your people. I think this is such a key point, Pete. You said there were three, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the third one that I like to use is your suppliers, mm-hmm. whoever's supplying you as, you know, whatever business in, in, in our footwear business, you know, it's, it's our wholesalers basically that are wholesaling us the shoes, you know, the brands it's Merrill, it's keen, it's new balance. It's all the different brands that we have, you know, on a service business, you know, it could be any of your service providers, any of the people that are and businesses, but you know, the business is actually run by people. So if it's interesting, I just had a conversation around banks and usually it doesn't matter what the bank name is. It matters who the person is that you're dealing with. Right. And it's the same sort of thing with your suppliers, right? So who, who are the contacts within the service businesses or within your supplier base that you're dealing with? Are they a right fit? And I use that terminology around all things and people. Are they a right fit person for your business to deliver your guiding principles and messages and mission and everything to your clients so that you can then become a profitable business? And P, the fourth P is profit. I'm sure that some some of our listeners' ears are perking up there. How can you help them with profit, Pete? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, you'll hear some other people talk about profit first and and a lot of this other idea, but you can't take profit if you don't have the right product, the process and the right people. And that involves all of those things in order to make the profit. And once you have those things in place, how much can the wrong person cost your business? How much can retraining and retraining and retraining cost your business and take away from profit? How much can the wrong process cost your business? How much can the wrong product think of even legacy products that you've been dealing with for years and years and years. And you're just like, it's a legacy product. We can't get rid of it. Well, if it's not bringing what it needs to bring to your business, it's not bringing you the profit that you need. And once you have that profit through those other three P's, then you can start buying back your time. Mm. And that's an interesting piece of creating freedom as an entrepreneur is really, there are so many entrepreneurs that are overworked, overwhelmed, frustrated, all this other stuff. They don't have time to see their families. They can't go to the little league game. They can't, they can't even make it uh, for supper with their partner. And, you know, those kind of things, it's like, until you get to a point where you're profitable, 
it's very hard to buy back your time. And like you talked about a little while, a little bit ago, you need to be able to release some of the things that you're doing. And that's a big thing for a lot of entrepreneurs is allowing the release of what they're doing to other people that have accountability within their organization. And often they're actually better at doing it than the entrepreneur themselves. So when that happens, you're rele- they're feeling awesome about the fact that you've released to them Mm -hmm. and they're doing a better job, which means they're probably going to create more profit for you. Mm -hmm. And then you're moving into what I call the love it section of your business, where you're truly working in your business in the areas that you contribute the very at the very highest level and you're working on your business the rest of the time so that it can continue to grow you're doing what you want to do the work that you're doing as the entrepreneur is actually making you feel more powerful giving you more excitement as opposed to draining you and making you feel tired and drawn out at the end of the day that's when that's when those freedoms really start to happen and you can change your life in a way that makes things differently and it doesn't, it all starts with these, these sort of things. You got to make sure that you have the right frameworks around your product, your product, your processes, and your people in order to make that happen so that you can create the profit and have the life that you want to live. There are so many people that are making decent amount of money in their business, but they have no time. Yes. Time is our most precious resource. Oh my gosh, I love that buying back your time concept based on a framework. We, we have mm-hmm. to know what we're doing with this. I mean, I love what you're talking about, Pete. And some of it, I, I feel like it t- does tie back to, you know, you, you do talk about vision and mission a little bit. For sure. Um, Starts there. Yeah. Tell me about how that ties in to helping maybe your people or or, or anything within that, that four P. Yeah. You know, I do a whole coaching side of things called guiding principle work. And, you know, we start off most relationships with making sure and ensuring that the guiding principles are right. And what does that look like? What's the vision? What's the mission? What are the key characteristics of what we're looking to do? What are the critical actions of what everyone in the organization should be doing every day. They have to be actions. They can't just be like pie in the sky stuff. There's the word action there, which means what are they actually doing? And that's that process. That's the people that's, you know, and when we're living our guiding principles, our clients see it, our suppliers see it, our team feels it, they're living it and all around there. So a lot of that, a lot of the people that I work with, we start with that. And then we start rolling into some of these other pieces, but guiding principles is where everything starts, including all of your marketing. Mm -hmm. So when you look at your marketing, you're always tying back to those guiding principles of what you're trying to deliver for your client so that they thoroughly understand what it is you're all about. And when they understand it, and there's complete alignment with all of those four P's, things just go better. (laughs) And then we have the freedom. I think this is fantastic. Now you you've got like the energy. I, I feel like I'm I'm leaning forward. I'm sure listeners are leaning forward. You've got this energy. Now I don't I don't want to stop that, but I I want to know from you what challenge or or fear have you overcome that you've learned from that's really helped you to implement some of these things. 
Well, I think we said it before we jumped on live here. Yeah. You go through them every day as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what have I gone through? I mean, we've had a, a, a store failure, for example. We've gone through different, um, I've had business deals go bad where, you know, um, the, the person that bought the business never paid uh, for a portion of the business and fled mm -hmm. the country. I mean, we've gone through a lot of different things along the way. And these are the risks you take when you're in business. But the real big thing is sort of saying, this is what I've learned from this. And this is what I'm going to take ahead so that I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to restructure some of this sort of thing. And then I can take that learning and move the ball ahead. And I think most entrepreneurs have this sort of never stop type mentality. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that has really helped me along the way and saying, okay, well, that one didn't work. <laughs> Let's move on, yeah. right? You can't change the past, but you can change the future. And I think these are the things that we're talking about today with regards to setting up these frameworks for the future that allow you to do that. I mean, I journal every day. I, I have a whole framework around um, a, my one page planner that we can talk about another time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, essentially, you know, I'm always looking ahead. And I think that's the big thing you're taking your you're taking your worries and your wants and your planning for them to become wins through frameworks that make sense. And I think that's pretty much why I love doing this because we're uncovering what people are worried about. We're uncovering what they're wanting out of life. And we can then sort of develop a path to make them move through. And it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week. It doesn't happen in 90 days but it can start overnight and it can start in a week and a lot can get done in 90 days. Mm. And those are the kind of things that we look at when we're looking ahead, as opposed to looking where we're at or where we've been. This is such good stuff, Pete. Oh my gosh. I think that, I think that people are going to want more. So can you take a moment and share with them how they can reach you? And you, I think you have a, a pretty cool assessment too, don't you? Yeah, I do. You know, it's, it's right on my, uh, on the top right-hand corner, which is the prime space of your website. You know, mm -hmm. we do that, that kind of stuff too. Mm -hmm. But from that perspective, it's, it's all about understanding where you're at in business. It's called the business MRI, the one that's up there now. And we're actually developing a new one that's going to launch later this month. So depending on when you're coming in, there'll be a new one up there relatively soon too. But the business MRI that's there right now is fantastic. And it's a series of questions that help guide you through your own thinking of where you're you're standing on your business and what it levels that you you're rating yourself basically saying, Hmm, yeah, I need, I need some help there. Or, you know, I'm, I'm really feeling confident about this. And, you know, part of that is I, my, I have a line that basically says, Clarity creates confidence and confidence ignites momentum. So with this, you're getting this idea and being becoming clear about where you're standing with your business and moving it ahead. So it's on my website, Simplify. If you Google Simplifying Entrepreneurship or go to simplifyingentrepreneurship.com, you'll find me there and it's in the upper right-hand corner of the page. You can also find me, of course, on LinkedIn at Pete Moore or Instagram at Pete Moore. Um, I'm pretty available, but if you Google simplifying entrepreneurship, you'll, you'll be linked to that or my podcast or pretty much anything else that, that I'm out there. I'm certainly out there on the channels. 
Awesome. And we will definitely make sure to put those links in our show notes as well for those I appreciate out it. there who want them. So it's time, it's time for <laughs> us to leave our listeners with that final parting words of wisdom, something that you want to make sure that they walk away with. Well, I think when, when we look at this sort of stuff, I just, I just really think that the big part of this is that you start thinking about these different areas. And a lot of time we just kind of get mired down in what we're doing every day. And my goal for a talk like this really is to make sure that you're making time for yourself as a leader of the business to start thinking about some of this sort of stuff. Think about the things that are going to make a difference as opposed to just doing all the time, start working on your business, not in it. And you don't have to start working on your business 40 hours a week. Start by setting yourself an hour a week. Doesn't matter Monday mornings or Friday afternoons or Wednesday, you know, before you, before you go in or whatever the case, start by an hour a week to start going through some of these kind of frameworks and start to begin thinking about your business and put it in your calendar mm -hmm. so that you're going to do it. Because when you start doing it, you'll start seeing some of these changes and you're like, Hmm, maybe I better block two hours a week or four hours a week. And then it's really cool when you can start bringing in the community and you start having, you know, some other mentors or coaches or some of your team members be part of those discussions as to how you're going to further the business instead of just running it every day. And that's the difference, in my opinion, between leadership and management. Leadership, you're, you're working towards that and management, you're trying to just run it every day. Uh so good. Oh, Pete, thank you so much for helping our entrepreneurs move from frustration into freedom with your great frameworks here, your time and your wisdom. Pete, I appreciate you. Everyone out there, if you love this show, make sure to share it with a friend, leave us a review. We love those. And we will see you next week.